0: rahim al Please forgive me if uh, <coughs> I appear defensive because I'm presenting this paper on behalf of the Shia Imami Ashari. So if it sounds a little defensive, forgive me because this is got from their books from their renowned scholars from the beginning till the end, and I, if I go over time, do forgive me and allow me. This paper will discuss the issue of the authenticity of the Qur'an, the present Qur'an within the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad from the point of view of the Shia Ithna Shri imami by statements from the Shia imams from Imam Ali onward and the unanimous statements of the Shia scholars who have defined the Shia Madhab from the time of the minor occultation to the present day. The paper will dispel any confusion about the Shia having another Quran, as is sometimes alleged, and as they are accused of. The discussions will focus on the thoughts of two giant near-contemporary authorities within the Shia, Allama Ayatollah al Sayyid al khui and Allama Ayatollah Al-Hurma Hadith Ma'rifat, who are the likes and equivalents of Sha'a Waliyullah Muhaddid Dehlui, and Shah Abdul Aziz within the uh, Sunni school of thought. These two uh, grand scholars are those who represent the views of the Shia scholars from the Grand Sheikh As-Suduk to the present day. We will begin with quoting verses against any tahrif, form of distortion, which we will explain later on. Then Hadith from the Prophet till Imam Sadiq, and I'm being very very selective in the Hadith literature, and point at Shia practice to demonstrate that this is the only and complete Quran within the Shia Matak and in their practice. Thereafter, we will discuss briefly the history of the compilation of the Quran, the compilation of Imam Ali, and some of the Sahaba al-Kiram. Sahaba in order to understand that the Quran we have is the only Quran, and that the structure of the present Quran may have been the structure of the compilation that the Prophet had instructed, as Mu'ala Nassab said, or at the most, the only problem is in the order of compilation of the surah and nothing else without any addition, without any division or omission. That could be the only other point. This will also assist us in interpreting the ahadith of tahrif that are to be found in al Kafi. I'm going to be very bold and quote certain hadith literature and then say what the Shia ulama are saying about it. We will point at the definition of tahrif and the category of tahrif that is problematic and how the Sunni Shia both are facing the same problem and how the Shia have rebutted the problem of tahrif. We will discuss how the Shia ulama unanimously responded to the problem of tarif and finally ended the Shia ulama with what the Shia Ulama have said about the Quran from the beginning till the present day. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. These are the verses of the Quran. <laughs> Indeed, we have caused the revelation to be sent and we, we, we are his protectors. Inna wa inna Indeed, we have the task of gathering it, compilation, and then we have the task of its recitation, and then we have the task of its explication. It is a mighty book. No falsehood can come to it from before it nor behind it. A revelation from the most wise, the most praiseworthy. The hadith literature, very briefly, from the Prophet to Imam Sadiq, to demonstrate that this is the same Quran that's being spoken of within the Shia literature. إِذَا اتَبَسَكَ الْأُمُورُ عَلَيْكُمْ فَقَدْ عَلَيْهِ اللَّيْلُ الْمُضْبِلُ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْقُرآنِ فَإِنَّهُ الشَّافِعُ مُشَافِعُ إِمَامٌ عَلِيٌّ تَعَلَّمُوا الْقُرآنَ فَإِنَّهُ أَحْسَنُ الْحَدِيثِ وَأَبْلَهُ الْمَوَعْدَةَ تَفَقَّهُ فِيهِ فَإِنَّهُ رَأِيَهُ الْحُلُوَى the Prophet again, Ashraf Ummati Hamalatul Quran, to say that Quran was there in order to be a of Quran, yes. Imam Sadiq, al hafil Bil-Qur'an al aril al ma Ma'a Safara Al-Kiram Al-Baraba. The person who renders the Quran to heart and acts in accordance with it is with the noble envoys. So the Quran has to be the same Quran that people can render to heart, that's the implication. The Shia practice. The imami requires the recitation of a full surah after Hamd. Any surah of the Qur'an will suffice, aside from those consisting of verses of obligatory prostration, according to some scholars. Not because the surah is incomplete, but because it falters with the continuity of the salah. This is a jurisprudential evidence that all the surahs are complete, otherwise they would not suffice as a part of the salah. The devotion of the month of Ramadan require opening the Qur'an looking into it and reciting, so the Shia practices to open the Qur'an, look into it and give <coughs> and talk with Allah, make a dua Allahumma <laughs> inni bihaqqi Qur'an so this is the Qur'an and no other Qur'an compilation of the Qur'an during the lifetime of the Prophet the belief of the Imami Shia is, is that the Qur'an may have been compiled during the lifetime of the Prophet as you have said, based on traditions of the Prophet such as inni tariq fikum kitab Allah he cannot say tarif fikum, kitab Allah, if the kitab Allah is not there. That's the evidence being presented. And the exhortations of the Prophet to memorize the Quran, to read the Quran by looking into it. The Prophet would not have said memorize the Quran had the Quran not been in a compiled form there within the minds of the people. In addition to the hadith of the Shia imams until as far as, until as latest as Imam Sadiq, that the Quran is written in written form was placed in Masjid al-Nabi, on leaves and other scrolls by the pulpit of the Prophet and people used to come and learn it and write off it to the extent that they required. We have a lot of hadith that said that people would come to Medina, the Prophet would say this is the Quran kept by the pulpit, take from it, and he would say to his scribes, make them write this down from this part, from that part. One of the most renowned authorities within the Imamic tradition, is a variant of the Quran, quotes traditions from Sunni sources about the gathering of the Quran in the time of the first Khalifa, as Abu Bakr and the compilation of the Quran in the time of the third Caliph as Muhammad, and demonstrates the internal inconsistencies and the contradiction among the reports and argues against the whole idea that the Quran was compiled. He is of the opinion that the Quran was already compiled within the lifetime of the Prophet of Islam, and in accordance with uh, with what. Uh, my learned friend or learned friend has said that it was merely a case of gathering it and that Hazard Uthman merely unified the recitation I'm coming back to it. I'm not going to narrate all of this hadith literature because it will just unduly take over our, our time. All the hadiths that he presents are al bukhari and Alif Khan for the most part. Al-Khuy points out that the above, in addition, internal inconsistencies is conflicting with, now why does Al-Khuy say that the Quran was not compiled in the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr or in the time of Hazrat Usman, but that the Quran was already completely compiled, <coughs> or it is instructed of compilation within the time of the Prophet, is because of the following reasons. Reports of the compilation of the Quran during the lifetime of the Prophet. He quotes from Unta'hab Tanzil al Tabarani, Ibn Asakir, narrates from Shabi. The Qur'an was compiled during the lifetime of the Prophet by six people from Ansar, Ubay bin Kaab, Zayd bin Thabit, Ma'ad bin Jabal, Abu Darda, Sa'ad bin Ubay, and Abu Zayd. This is a report that the Qur'an was compiled. So I'm just reciting, I'm just quoting one, one report. So that's the first evidence against this. The second evidence that this particular notion that the Qur'an was compiled post the Prophetic era is in conflict with the Qur'an itself, the Qur'anic verses. The Qur'an challenges through production of surahs like it and verses like it. So on and so forth. The verses designate the Qur'an as a book. The Prophet said, again, I leave the Qur'an with you, which means that the Qur'an has to have been in its complete form. Otherwise, Qur'an would not challenge the kufar with saying, bring one surah, ten surah, so on and so forth. It is consistent with aqal, reason who argues, <coughs> Arabs used to memorize and retain eloquent poems. It was a traditional in the Arabs to render things to heart. Quran was so eloquent, it's inconceivable that the Quran was not rendered to heart. And of course, we have an evidence that a hundred thousand people had died in wars. And it was said that the half a of al-Quran had been killed. The Prophet used to exhort the memorization of the Qur'an and there were many Qur'an, according to the previous reports, that were killed during battles. This means that the Qur'an was in a compiled form and retained by memory by many. Fourth evidence is that this is against the ijma of the Muslims. Now, this is a very important Burhan demonstration that Al-Qui is bringing. who is is saying that the ijma of the Muslim is that the Qur'an is mutawatir. Narrated with continuity. Now, If we look at the report in which uh, Zayd bin Thabit is saying that Abu Bakr told him that if anybody brings a a, a, a verse of the Qur'an, get two Shahid, if that is true, then the Qur'an becomes kabarul Wahid. It is no longer mutawatir. So the tawatir of the Qur'an suggests that every verse of it was narrated with such abundance that there is no doubt. If we were to admit that these hadiths of the Qur'an being compiled in the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr or Hazrat Uthman are valid, then that would make Qur'an not mutawakir, but at least some parts of the Qur'an as to So this is a very technical sort of uh, an evidence of uh, who he brings. Imam Ali's Qur'an. This section will put us in a position to understand how scholars have rejected the notion of tahrif and the notion that the Shia have under the Qur'an according to Allah ayatudah ma'arifat. Quranic sentences versus surahs with their names have been completed in the prime of the Prophet because the Quran is a miracle, not only in its meanings, but also in its eloquence. So the eloquence of the Quran had to be retained, and they can only be retained if the complete Quran is there in its verses arranged within surahs. He quotes from Imam Sadiq, the sixth Imam, that whenever Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim would be revealed, people would understand that one surah has ended and another surah is beginning. He also quotes, the Sadiq also quotes that the Prophet would instruct would instruct that certain verses be placed in certain surahs and certain surahs be arranged in different order to the chronological order of revelation. Certain verses of Makkah into madanis Madani into Makkan, certain surahs first, certain surahs afterwards. This was by the instruction of the Prophet and that then goes back to Hazrat Jibrayim coming to the Prophet, sitting with him and instructing him. He says at the direction of Hazrat Jibreel, some Meccan verses were placed by the Prophet in Malinian surahs and vice versa. <laughs> Hadi Ma'rifat says that at the most, what people can say about the Quran is that the Quranic surahs might not be in an arrangement that everybody agrees in. But otherwise, whatever is in the Quran is in terms of the surah, in terms of the ayah in terms of the words is accurately as revealed to Prophet Muhammad so every word is what was revealed upon Rasulullah every ayah is as revealed upon Rasulullah every ayah's arrangement in surah is as revealed upon Rasulullah every name of the surah is as revealed upon Rasulullah the only discrepancy that can be is in how it's been arranged we can have this difference of opinion and that is what I'm going to quote in just a little while if we look at the compilation of Ibn Amitalid, he says in a narration uh, quite uh, resoundingly that the first one uh, said that I would be with the Prophet. The Prophet would tell me to write, would read the verse, would tell me to write the verse, would tell me it's ta'wil, would tell me it's tafsir. There is no verse, but that the Prophet has told me it's ta'wil and it's tafsir. And that's why I read it, in set inside the house, and I began to write it with its ta'wil and with its Tafsir. This is a very important point that Ibn mean, Talib's compilation consisted of tawil and tafsir. Now, when public bin Yamani came to uthman and he said, so after the expeditions of Armenia and uh, Syria and uh, Azerbaijan, and he said that the people are indifferent about the Qur'an, Hazrat Osman initiated the project of Tawheed al-Masahif. Here, Talha comes to Ali ibn Abi Talib and says to Ali ibn Abi Talib, why didn't you give your Quran to Hazrat Osman? In that, Ali ibn Abi Talib says that the Quran that has been written by the people, is it complete? Is there anything missing from it? Is there anything added to it? Talha said, no, it is complete. At that point, Imam Ali said, if you follow that Quran, it will deliver you from hell and it will take you into Jannah. After that, Talha said, hasbi. This is enough for me, and if you've said it, that this Qur'an is enough for me. In other statements, Ali ibn Ali was asked by his followers, he said the Qur'an Qur'an is that which is between the two covers. Now, if we look at the compilation of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Umey bin Kar, we see with both of them that the sequence of the compilation of the surahs with the Qur'an that we have today is a bit different. You had Salah Atiwal, then you had Hawameen, then Muntahanat, then Fusilat. You had these sort of discrepancies. With uh then we have a discrepancy of where he placed Suratul and So we've had this historically, this is something that is historical, but none of them are saying that there's anything added to the Quran or taken away from the Quran. We had the period of the unity of the Masahir. I'm not going to explain that because one has already done that. What is important here is the whole history of the compilation of the Quran. The Arabs did not have a developed Arabic script. The encouragement to read, to write came after the Prophet. So they were writing in Syrianic script. We didn't have the standing alif in the Quran that we have today. We didn't have the shadda. We didn't have the zabar We didn't have the nukhta. And hence, when we read reading so, the man, they said the Nukta of the ajami, not of the Arabs because the Arabs would distinguish it because they knew recitation. The written word was only to assist them. But the Ajmeen could not recite. Since Ayn can be Ulam, Ulima, Alama, Ilmun could, alam, could be anything. The history is that it begins from the time of the Prophet. The first era completes with the time of Hazrat Osman. The second era goes until the fourth century Hijrah. When the Nukat were introduced. The harakat were introduced and confining to surah Qiraat. Now, what happened there is that because no, no harakat, no nuktas, they were just words, they were open to a variety of recitations. And there were many, many recitations. And according to my own personal study, there were about over 450 recitations. These recitations were then confined to seven recitations. The Shia ulama are of the opinion that sabat Ahruf, and seven recitation are not to be mixed with each other. So but Ahruf is something else about the content of the Quran. That the content of the Quran is in seven categories. Seven Qiraat, the young Munan wa Tabarrukan. They put as Sabah Ahruf. Now the important bit here that the Shi'as like to show off, (laughs) I'm sorry about this. The Shi'as like to show off about this, that the seven Qiraat were of the following uh, people in the seventh Ira'at, the four of them were acclaimed Shias. These were Asim ibn Abi Najud. this is not debate yes, <laughs> I'm just saying what they have said, Asim ibn Abi Najud, Abu Omar ibn Al-Ula, Hamza ibn Habib and Ali ibn Hamza. Now Asim, Asim's recitation is most famous that we yeah. have now, yes, the Shia ulama say that any of the seven Qira'ah are enough for your Quran and for your Salah. And sometimes we see Abdul Basit reciting all seven different permutations of the Quran. Mm-hmm. And we have the folk debating debating Hatta yathhorna awyutahharna. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And it gives a different meaning in terms of the fit of cleanliness of women. Now, Asim's teacher was Hafs. Hafs', run, Hafs methodology was that he would reject Shah and Nadir recitation and favor the recitation of the Jumhur, the majority recitation. And Hafs claims that his recitation was taught by Ali Talib, it, so here the Shi'ah is like a doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> In any case, we come to the whole point of distortion within the Qur'an. The problematic distortion is addition within the Qur'an and omission from the Qur'an. Now, as far as the addition and the omission within the Quran is concerned, the Shia and the Sunni both face this problem in terms of their riwayat. How have the Shia scholars rebutted this, refuted this? The Shia scholars are of the opinion that this sort of tahrif has not occurred within the Quran at all by the following evidences. The evidence is, historically, we find the same Quran in every era. Whenever we go to museums, whenever we check, it's the same Qur'an, first evidence. Evidence number two is the Tawadur of the Qur'an from the time of the Prophet to the present day, which suggests it's the same Qur'an, no other Qur'an. Evidence three is that the miraculous nature of the Qur'an would be faltered with, if there was some addition or some subtraction. But the miraculous nature of the Qur'an is intact. Whenever people do study of the Qur'an verses, the number of the verses, the eloquence of the Qur'an, it's all a miracle from the beginning. To oneness. The verses of uh, the verse that talk of Allah protecting the Quran is a biggest evidence. Inna la wa la Five, the body of hadith of the Shia Imams. Shia Imams talking of no distortion within the Quran. Both Imam Ali and other Imams have said that the Quran is al All of them have mentioned this. There is no addition to it. There is no subtraction to it. Now, there are certain ahadiths. As Mullah was brave enough to mention, I'm also going to be bold enough to mention this. There are certain ahadiths in three odd sources within the Shias. One is al-Kulayni, al-Kafi. Now, in al-Kafi, you have five types of hadith that give this sense of distortion and tahrif within the Quran. Ulaini has two types of hadith. One is that this is the Qur'an, maa vayna clearly this is the Qur'an. Then he has other types of hadith that can be categorized as five different types that give this sense that that might be some hadith. Now, I'll read it in Arabic and not do the English. Yeah, okay. Maa rubya fi al bi Katabtu ila bi al-Hasan Musa al-Islam wa fi habs. That they became the custodians of the book, but they did tahrif of it. The ulama is saying that this tarif is in the meaning of it, not in the content of the book. Yes. That's the first. You mean in the literal meaning? Sorry. No, no, not the. Not, they did tahrif in hamlul ayat. Ala maani ghayru. Yes? Ma qana fi al That's what he's saying that they are giving different interpretations to the verses. It's mm-hmm. yes? in interpretation, nothing else. Now, in addition to this, we have the great face Kashani, we have Hurul Amali, who is also an Akhbari, I don't have the time to explain this. al they are saying, these are Khabarul Ahad. And we have this law that any Khabarul Wahid that goes against the Quran, the Prophet said, Fadarbul Hajj, throw it on the wall. And every Imam has said, whenever any rivaya goes against the Qur'an, throw it away, don't even think about it. That's the first category of ayah. The second category, or do I need to go through this? Would let just give responses of the Shia, Shia ulama? Shia, the oh, of the time. Time. Okay, there are five categories. The Shia ulama have stated the refutations. they're all here when to was written. The Shia ulama have stated that Imam Sadiq has said that this is the Qur'an as revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no other Qur'an. Imam Ali has said the same thing, Imam Musa has said the same thing, Imam Ali Rabah has said the same thing. That's the first thing. The second thing is, these <coughs> are ta'awilat. That the tafsir of Ali ibn Abi Talib is missing. Sometimes this is what we understand. Sometimes they are ta'awilat, that they have given different meanings to the one that the Quran is giving. They are in that meaning. But finally, the bottom line with the Shia ulama is that any hadith that goes against the Quran is to be flatly rejected. Quote, yes. Now Hili, Now, what Kulaini, in the, the, the name of Kulaini, Kulaini called every Hadith that he found acceptable as Sahih. Yes. After Kulaini came the Ulama, they said, no, this is Ijtihad of Kulaini. The Hadith, he explained there are four types. Sahih, Wassak, Hassan al and Baif al-Munjala. And he said, and that's why every Alim within the Shia traditions after Kulaini has argued against Hulaini's understanding of Sahih. Even Saduq immediately after Hulaini rejects Hulaini. Usi after Saduq rejects Hulaini. They're saying, no, Hulaini did is only ishtihad. These are not Sahih. There are further divisions of our Hadith. But the general principle when it comes to the Shia ulama is Hadith of Tahweel. the Tahrif, are all Khabar al Wahid, and according to the Shia, with their ijma, And in their ijmah, there is the inclusion of their imam should be rejected whenever it conflicts with the Qur'an. Every hadith, no matter who narrates it, it's rejected, One plan. <clears throat> Two, the Prophet had said, and later on repeated by Imam Ali and other Imams, that whichever hadith conflicts with the Qur'an, throw it away. Three, the Qur'anic verses say the Qur'an is complete, and that the Imams have said that this is the Qur'an, and we have the of it. <clears throat> I'm going to quote the views of the Shia ulama from Sadduq onwards, and I'm just going to mention some name who have all said that this is the Qur'an, that is the Qur'an, Munazab bin Allah. The giants of the Shia after Kulayni onwards in the present day, in every era have explicitly stated against any tahnif of the Qur'an. These are people with ultimate authority regarding the Shia faith and Baqab. These are Sheikh Sadduq, Sheikh Mufid, Sayyid Murtava, شيخ توسي، الشيخ كبرسي، اللاعب الحلي، محقق أردباري، الشيخ جابر كاشق الختار، الشيخ محمد حسن كاشق الختار، الشيخ بهاي بهاي ولاقي كاشاني، الشيخ خور العملي، محقق كبرزي، فوجي محقق بغدادي، محقق كركي، سيد شرف الدين عاملي، سيد نصين أمين، اللاعب ميني، اللاعب الطباطي. Ayatullah al Ayatullah al Khui, and I will just read some of their statements so that there can be no ambiguity Qala al-Sheikh Sheikh Mufid says, in Awain al maqalat the same thing, which I'm not going to repeat. Sheikh Tusi says, it's a very lengthy statement, i am just trying to read as much as I can. Amal kalam fi ziyanati wa nutsani fa mimma la yaliq u bihi aydan. L'ana ziyanati hii majba' ala Allahiha wa nutsan minhu fa vahir aydan bin al-Muslimin khilaafuhu. Fu huwa naliq bil-sahi min madhabina wa huwa nabi nasarahu al-Murkaba wa huwa vahir kar riwayat. شيخ الكتاب. إن الكتاب الموجود في ايدي المسلمين هو الكتاب الذي أنزله الله إليه الى والتحدي ولتعليم الأحكام و الحلال من الحرام وأنه لا نقص فيه ولا تحريف ولا زيادة وعلى هذا اجماعهم ومن ذهب منهم او من غيرهم من فرق المسلمين الى وجود نقص فيه او تحريف وهو هو يرد. ال يرد الكتاب العظيم ان نحن نزلنا ذكره واننا له حافظوه سيد خوي ومما بَكَرْنَا قد تَبَيَّنَا للقاري ان حديث تحريف القران حديث خرافات وخيالات لا يقول به الا من ضعف عقله او من لم يتعمل او من لم يتعمل في اطرافه حق التعمل أو من ألجاه حب القول به والحب يعم ويسم يعمى وي فلا يشك في And then we have said الدين وكل من نسب إليه مفتر عليهم ظالم this is very الحكيم what دينهم A great number of Sunni researchers have also witnessed that the Shia categorically believe there is no of In the Quran or any other form of Quran, these are Abu al Hassan al Ash'ari, Rahmatullah Hindi, Dr. Muhammad Abdullah Daraz, Sheikh Muhammad Muhammad Madin. In conclusion, according to Shia, this is the Quran revealed upon the Prophet Muhammad in its complete form without addition or omission. There is no other Quran, there is no Tahrif in the Quran, there is a strong opinion as in Allah al Quy that the present order of the Qur'an is the one given by Prophet Sallallahu himself. And that Khalifa, uh, Osman, brought unity in the Tiran of the Qur'an in his time. His time, the diamond, as and At the most, the only issues are of the order of the compilation of the Surah, which was something as a matter of historical dispute among the Sahaba. <clears throat> Two, the tiran, again, it is something that the Shias and Sunni agree on to the present day, both of these are not considered form of tahrif. Its most renowned scribe, according to the imami, was Ali ibn Talib. From Ali onwards, the Shia imams have stated that the Quran is what is between the two covers. The imami scholars, from the end of the minor occultation till the present day, have maintained that the Quran we have is the Quran revealed upon the blessed prophet. The scholars have looked at the reports of tahrif and have interpreted them to mean deletion. Of the tafsir and the ta'weel, as Quran pointed out earlier on, or have consistently and outright rejected them on the basis of being weak, solitary narration and akhbar and ahad, which are ba'in. Therefore, according to the Shia, uh, Imamiya scholars, their imams, their practice within the month of Ramadan recitation and salah, this is the Quran without any addition, without any addition, without any word replacing another word de proseguir con la Blessed Prophet Muhammad alayhi wa